And welcome back to the Conservative Atheist Podcast. I'm your host, the Conservative Atheist, and I'm joined by my co-host. Brighter later. Hey, guys. And we have a very interesting, interesting uh, guest today that we're going to interview. I, I've been watching his material now since he first started putting it out, or, or pretty close to it. Um, he is what I consider a amateur document documentarian. Uh, he's a, a very, uh, very skilled artist. And uh, he's got he's got a lot going on. Uh, welcome to the show, uh, Normal Bob Smith. Uh, thank you. It is me. Yes, <laughs> it's nice to be here. <laughs> I think. Nice, nice to have you. <laughs> so, what? Uh, if you don't mind me asking, you how how old are you? I am fifty three. I just turned fifty three in June. Okay, so we're we're very similar in age. I was born in nineteen seventy, okay. and and uh, did you, obviously you you know you're not from New York. Uh, what was your background? What did you did, were you uh, when you grew up? Were you, did you grow up in a Christian home? Or oh what? yes. Okay. It was, yeah, it was a born again Christian uh, home. Uh, we lived in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, uh, and uh, I grew up there till I was ten years old when we moved to uh, Lakewood, Colorado, a suburb of Denver, and uh, I did my oh what is it. Elementary, junior high, high school in De uh, in Lakewood, in a little boring suburb, and uh, went to church. Uh, yeah, uh, like whatever you call it, born again type of you know uh, evangelical free church. And it was yeah. How old, how old were you, or or was there? Well, I was going to say, how old were you when you told your parents you were an atheist? Ah, um, that, that happened. Or, about or, or was there a specific announcement or they, they just kind of find out? Yeah. Oh, no. It, it, well, what happened was is uh, it happened when I was um, 29 and I had uh, started my website and I um, and it took actually I was probably a little older than that, quite frankly. I was probably about uh, 31 or so when they found out, because after a couple of years of having my website, uh, one of a family member found it and then sent it to him anonymously and said, uh, look what your son is doing. You should be ashamed. And uh, oh. and uh, my mom called me weeping on the phone and saying, I just got sent this link by somebody and I don't know. And uh, and I. Drove from Chicago to uh, uh, Michigan to say, I'm going to come up there. I, you know, we'll talk about it. And, uh, but I had actually, you know, I, I'm sorry. I've actually got this wrong. I, I had warned my folks. Um, I had actually come out earlier to them that I was an atheist. I've, I've got this all mixed up. And I, I warned them that I had a website that was taking off. It was getting very popular very fast. And that I said, and mom and dad, you should never visit it. And I and I had called and told them I'm going to come up there and, kind of tell you something that you need to know and my folks first thing was they thought I was going to tell people that tell them that I was gay and so when I told <laughs> them that I was uh, atheist they uh, they were like oh well you know like well we'll just have to double up our prayers on you and that kind of stuff right uh, um and but I think the reality hit when they saw the website the story that came a couple years later or a year or so later. Actually, it was quite, I, I, I had predicted it pretty close. I had had that talk. And then in probably several months is when it took uh, for uh, somebody to email them and confront them. And they had totally forgotten that I had warned them. And then when I finally said, I'd already told you guys I was doing this and that you should never visit the site. And someone sent it to you. Nothing I can do about that. And, uh, and that's how it's been. And I live, on, I live with them now. I'm not sure how much you know about my living situation, but I'm back living... Bit. A little bit. Okay. So, so uh, what, 
what brought you to New York? Obviously, you're not from New York. What made you decide to go to New York? What, what was the impetus for that? Uh, New York was a place I kind of fantasized about going pretty much, oh, in my teen years, when I started getting introduced to whatever movies, a taxi driver and the punk rock scene and, and uh, different bands that I, and artists, Andy Warhol and others, the Velvet Underground, all these things were coming out that I just was, my brothers, my older brothers were getting to me into all this music and stuff. Uh, this would be around my high school years in the 80s. And, uh, and so I, and then it just, after, after a while, I had some friends say, I'm going to be, uh, I, I live in New York, I have an apartment and I'm going to be flying and spending a week with some friends in like Europe. Will you watch my cats? And so I went up there and watched her cats. And it only took, uh, I, when I was up there for that one week, I was like, I have to live here. I have to figure out a way to live here. And, and I made it happen. What year was that? Uh, that would be oh let me think that i had ha oh that well i had the website my i put normal bob smith and jesus dress up up online um in 2000 in fall of 2000 and uh in 2002 a year after 9-11 i went out there okay because I, I was wondering if uh, you if maybe you went there in like the early 90s or never been there before no no but before that i was living in chicago i'd been living in chicago for 13 no, no, no. I'm sorry. Seven years before that in Chicago and had kind of an introduction between Denver and Chicago. And I ran away to L.A. out of high school for a while, for a few months or for one month. Uh, oh, cool. And got, I've been searching out that kind of eccentric city uh, life for a while. Because I was wondering, because yeah. I was wondering, because they kind of say that old New York uh, or uh, what was old New York and kind of the taxi driver New York or kind of died out in the 90s and i guess when you got there it, it was pretty much already dead the, the yeah 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 uh, i was able to what i feel like is i was able to kind of find some corners of that still one of them being union square uh yeah was so that, I, yeah. I i i guess was 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 it what you thought it would be uh say that once more was it what you, what you thought it would be? Uh, oh, well, when I went to New York, it was, I was in love. When I went to New York, I just fell in love with New York. I, uh, uh, it was, it was, it was old New York. I could, you could, things have really changed now. I'm not sure. I, uh, it's been going through some drastic changes now. I feel like, yes, I got to see old New York still that, and it doesn't exist today. Uh, in the early 2000s, between you know about 2012 or whatever it really did maintain and i feel like i captured that in the videos i was able to and in the lower east side and the east village still had a, a lot of rough edges to appreciate and uh uh and i you know still doing things like i could still go to cbgb's and uh other clubs uh that i fantasized about going to back when you know in the 80s when what was it to the uh all, all the club kids were out and whatever i could go on and on <laughs> oh yeah no no problem so so let me ask you what did you start when did you start going into union uh square park immediately when i first visited that first week uh, when i stumbled across my friend said here's a few places you should go to you should go to williamsburg bedford avenue you should go to uh see the east village and and you should go to times square but don't spend too much time and then she said union square so when i went to union I had an idea to just kind of sit there and hang out and I immediately fell in love. And as I always say, it felt like I was sitting in the center of the universe. Like, uh, and when I left, when I had to go back to Chicago, I felt like I was missing out. Uh, I just, I felt a immediate connection with it right away. And 
that stuck with me until I finally overdid it there and had to leave. <laughs> now, yeah, you you definitely you, I, you definitely met some characters while you were there. Um, very interesting people stay hanging out at the park. Um, countless ones I'd like to talk about. I've you know, touched on a few. Um, has and I know I know Joey 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 I know Joey <laughs> I know Joey Boots died. Um, yeah, he came to some kind of money, I believe, and then uh, he had an unfortunate uh, heroin overdose. Um, was he was he the only one out of the cast of characters that you met while you were down there that passed away? I would I, well, I think probably not. no no I there, I could definitely think of a handful that have died and have died since even. Uh, um, and, uh, off the, I, I have heard that Tony, I'm not sure if you know the name crackhead, Tony. Yes. Uh, oh, one, away. Of my, yeah, uh, my, one of my favorites, another Chewy, um, who, uh, was, uh, he had the dreadlocks. And all he that. also, yes, he, he also, uh, overdosed. Um, and, uh, oh, day day, a friend who was briefly in some of the videos, uh, yeah, quite a few names. And, and I just recently had a friend of mine die, uh, M. Henry Jones from Snake Monkey Studios. That was a place I used to hang out there and he passed away of cancer. Uh, and it's all been, uh, it's been, uh, yeah, I never like to hear about someone passing away there, no matter what my relationship was with them. Uh, it, it, it's, it's not something I wish to hear ever. Yeah. And I know that there was a few people that, that, that you could have been, you would have been happier without being around. Um, science, Tony science. being one of them. <laughs> Tony science. being one of them. I, I, you know what? I thought he was going to attack you in that one video. <laughs> uh, I saw that video years and years and years ago when it first came out, and I just recently watched it again because it's one of my favorite videos. Because, uh, you know, I thought for sure that he was going to attack you. you I know like it's quite one. a video. I watch it to yeah. this day, and I'm like, wow. I, I am, uh, I'm just, I'm just standing there. And I'm patiently taking what, you know, and <laughs> I was never, I, I knew Tony well enough. I had seen Tony for years before that and saw how he gets and never came to fists, you know? Uh, and Tony, you know, Tony is probably every, every once in a while, I feel a little bit guilty where I'm like, did I, did I push him too far? Or did I, when he was really becoming a problem, I kept posting videos of him just kind of like, if you keep coming around me, I'm going to keep shooting you. It's my only security at this park, you know, is me shooting you and then showing it later and hoping you see how you're behaving. And yeah. Uh, yeah. And that was my, that was really my, you know, flat out intention is it was a bit of defense, self-defense. And also I, I, I definitely knew a, a good a number of uh, addicts who saw their videos and were maybe even still pissed at me for what they saw, but they also took drastic measures to clean up. Uh, and But, you know, some people don't. Well, one, thing, one thing I was telling my, my co-host before we came on is one of the, one of the things that, uh, that I found interesting about you is that you're able to stay calm and relaxed and kind of smoothly talk your way out of confrontation. <laughs> I've been, I developed a skill doing that. Now, now that you say it in those words, I have never, um, knock on wood, ever gotten in a fist fight in the, on my whole life. And I've always been able to uh, humor my way or patiently, ex just whatever, conversation away out of it. Like I'm, you, you probably saw the video of normal Bob Smith exposed where the, uh, the oh, characters yeah. come and, you know, want to, get me for what i did to tony and that was another good test of that but uh yeah if, brighter brighter later i didn't mean to keep interrupting you oh no you're good i, I was just wondering if someone like tony because uh it's uh and this i 
uh, the commenters kind of made this clear, and I'm kind of interested in that relationship too. But uh, if you see Tony, you could kind of see a, a kind of a degradation in his appearance. You could see this really just kind of ripped guy ultimately become kind of a become much more skinny and much more frail as the time went on there. And I'm wondering, yeah. you had said that you had uh, seen him years before, so I imagine that was years before you even started filming. And I'm wondering, was he uh, was someone like that on drugs the whole time and would just kind of show up to the park kind of strung out? Yeah, all the time that I've ever known him, he was an addict. And uh, I'm not sure if you know that I was introduced to him by another character, uh, Freddie. And Freddie was also a, he, an Asian uh, guy who was addicted to uh, heroin and and other drugs. And then he entered. And then because we'd been even before I was filming, I was friends with Freddie. And uh, then Freddie introduced me to Tony. And and at first, the very first time Tony was an addict when I met him, but he was kind of was more controlled and sat down i showed him the postcard that i was doing with freddie on and he was like oh i gotta totally be on that and he was a really chill dude and i said you can come back and hang around and what happened was he just he burned out his welcome he, he got it he he we started to see him at the park and he got really obnoxious and you'll see in the videos you know what he would do to the park people trying to hide from him at the park or he totally <laughs> empties the park when he gets there because he's such a kind of uh you know that uh what do you call it he's you know buff you know and he's like yeah. he's flexing and screaming and yelling and and you know fake punching the walls and stuff uh it made people clear out yeah that's interesting so so um what made you decide what made you what what gave you the idea to go ahead and film them you know what i mean i mean what what brought that on or was that from the beginning? well when i first moved to new york uh i was i would just Right away, I was hanging out there. I, some, I met a, I had this friend Vanessa who was my photographer. I'd go around dressed as the devil and stuff, and yeah, and uh, and she would go around and follow me and film me. And we went and saw the Passion of the Christ dressed up and other things. And then we were in the meantime, I would get out of makeup and I would just hang out without a camera at Union Square and and uh, without a vi I wasn't shooting video at the time. I was I was all my attention was on Jesus dress up and getting it into stores and and stuff. And after several years, I made a lot of friends and acquaintances, especially with people who knew the park, like Shaggy. Shaggy and I met within a year after I moved there, and we immediately bonded. Uh, and, uh, and we both had a love for people watching, and sitting at the park and people watching is what we just started to do. And it wasn't until there was a what happened was, is I was asked to do this movie, this documentary called Bob Smith USA by this known uh, director, Neil Abramson. Mm. He contacted me. We did this. And it was all about what I was doing with Jesus Dress Up. We shot a documentary. It came out. It was I really loved it. And before I said goodbye to Neil, he said, Bob, if I were you, I would put a camera on your buddy Shaggy and film because you have got a character there. And it planted a seed inside my head. Of you know what I should start I should start filming what's going on at Union Square and that was about 2003 or four uh, after I'd been there for a few years I and it wasn't until 2006 actually that I was really filming filming because that's when YouTube came along and I had a, something to put my videos in you know right and I have to correct myself I started taking pictures when Neil started saying that and I couldn't afford a camera at the, like a good video camera at the time and it wasn't on phones yet so. Uh, yeah, I think the iPhone came out in what 2007. Yeah, yeah, and uh, so anyhow, it was Neil who actually planted the seed in my head in like 2003 when he was filming me uh, in New York, and then it was around when YouTube came out in 2006. I actually had I was filming with this cheap little camera that I got for like 199, and somebody, a fan of my website, 
mailed me a camera. He said, go check your PO box. And I went and there was a brand new camera and I messaged him back and I said, what's this for? What do you want in return? He said, I just want to start watching your videos at a higher res than that crappy little camera you've got. And, oh, wow. and so I, I really took, I respected that and I bought a case for that camera and I carried that camera around that donated camera and, and, and used it till it couldn't be used no more. <laughs> and then I really got into it. So just to just to be clear here, the, I guess you started off kind of just posting, uh, uh, I guess photos of these people in the park, and I guess people like yeah. Them. Basically, the order is is I, I started my website normalbobsmith.com, and it was only getting attention because of jesusdressup.com, which which spiraled out of control for me, or not? No, it it got very popular. It was never out of my control, but uh, and then. After Jesus Dress Up was happening, I, and I was answering hate mail and writing comics and putting my art up, uh, I got some wise ass that emailed me and says, this all you know how to do? Don't you know how to do anything else except for answer hate mail and whatever? And I it, it, uh, made The Amazing Strangers uh, with Neil's inspiration and uh, started just taking pictures and writing stories about the people. Really short little paragraphs or s smart aleck remarks about funny or weird or whatever, any kind of photo I was taking at the park and posting those in the amazing strangers section of my website. And, uh, then it turned into video and that's where it really took off. The, uh, now just to clarify. So I, I believe that, and, and I don't know if they, they're just friends and they call themselves father and son or if they're actually father and son, but I, as I understood it from the videos, uh, Shaggy or skater Bob, was the son of signs is that correct mm -hmm. or is that yeah when we first started seeing signs around uh shaggy was like saying that's my dad that's my dad ah. and so we just started calling sign you know signs and signs uh yeah signs uh, calls shaggy his son he even gotcha. calls shaggy's girlfriends his uh his nieces yeah. <laughs> daughters-in-laws and stuff so i did see that yeah um I was Go ahead. Interesting, because I kind of, kind of uh, harkening back to like the Tony thing. That's I guess the people, I guess the regulars in that park uh, eventually just started uh, kind of deviating away and just uh, getting kind of worried about uh, uh, Tony. It's because it seemed like the Shaggy guy was kind of like the almost like the the main reporter and kind of the I guess like you said he was also just kind of a people watcher like that. And I guess he wasn't because uh, the signs had some moments where I think he would almost in a, I think he would have just kind of attack people, you know? <laughs> yeah. I'm wondering so he kind of tolerated uh, like someone I don't know if Shaggy uh, what if he had any particular uh, uh, vendettas against someone like uh, Tony, but uh, signs could tolerate someone like uh, uh, or uh, rather Shaggy could tolerate someone like uh, signs and just got to well uh, Shaggy has Shaggy the all right so. When I moved to New York, uh, Shaggy grew up in New York. I mean, he lived in Jersey, but he grew up not only in New York, but on New York City streets and like going, going to like the limelight and, and hanging out all night and skateboarding and, and seeing kind of his, the, some of the history that had happened there. And so when I got to Union, he was my in. It would, Shaggy, when we became friends, he was like, I'm going to show you, you know, let's really get down to business and he and uh and people had like you know signs and these people we we it changed my attitude where talking to them before that didn't seem like a thing i should do and then after meeting shaggy i started to realize i think maybe even i've envied uh, that quality that shaggy has when i got there he was so good at being outgoing and just saying his mind and being funny and you just you saw it and it was like yeah this is who he is no one's and I wanted more of that because I was very much trying to get out of my shell. Uh, uh, yeah. Um, and kind of the, 
I, I guess kind of the, uh, I guess you made this point before, but kind of just the, I guess one of the impetus for you kind of interacting with that people and in the first place is just because you liked, uh, you felt like that was the closest to kind of like old New York you get and kind of a lot. Yeah. Of and it, it, there, there was a real honesty there. Not, and I mean, it really is. If you, if you start walking around in other parts of New York, it is just tourists and shoppers and, you know, uh, that reflects nothing of what I loved about what I, you know, about New York and old New York. Uh, and, um, the park was, it was free and cheap. I'll tell you, being an artist out there, having entertainment that you could do all day that didn't cost a lot of money in New York city, union square, sitting and loitering there all day and meeting people. That was a very cheap and affordable, uh, uh pastime. And I've just fascinated me to no end. I, I mean, I would have been there no matter what, even if I never filmed or, or whatever, I just fell in love with the people watching. I didn't, I never saw a park like that before in Chicago. There was no, there's no park to sit and, and watch in LA. I never found a park to sit and watch just such a collection right there in front of you on like a stage. It, um, yeah, I just, uh, would have been there anyhow. And then having the idea planted to start filming it, it was great. I was so glad that I was able to capture my time in New York on film like that. What was the, uh, it, it, now I know you're an artist. I know you have the website and you do the Jesus magnets and the mm -hmm. Muhammad magnets. Um, now, as far as like hate mail goes, do you get more hate mail because of the Jesus magnets or the Muhammad magnets? I, oh, I, no, I can, I can guess, but <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you can guess and you would guess right. Uh, the right. most hate mail I got was for the Christian, the Jesus magnets. And it was, uh, it, it got in the millions. Like I was literally, they had to shut down my site and, and uh, my host dropped me. And it was on MSNBC news, the number one news story with, with the passion of the Christ and urban outfitters. And, and uh, so, and that just, that got so much hate mail. And what, since that happened, my business just boomed and, and I was able to kind of milk that for, for till to this day but definitely a decade following i was still really able to keep my business up and uh afford new york uh easily um because of the success that jesus dress up had now now were you were you doing any other jobs or was that just that was it and freelance i did some freelance jobs i designed uh dress up pages custom dress up pages for for people as well uh, yeah. And I, I just recently had a guy send me every single dress up page that I've ever done in one collection because he, he's a big fan of the dress up pages in particular. Uh, uh and I, and I did, Oh, I, I did. It was something like, I can't remember how many it was, but, uh, I did dress up games, uh, freelance dress up games and some freelance art like designing logos and stuff. But the bulk of my money came through, uh, Jesus dress up fridge magnets. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and uh, so uh, now I, I remember you were saying that, that, uh, that Tony, Tony came and Tony, you know, was okay for a while and then he wasn't, you, you kind of wish he wasn't around. Uh, so let me ask you the one guy that sticks in my mind and I'm trying to think of what you called him. Was it, was it cockroach or roach? Okay. The cockroach. Yeah. Yeah. His name is Sage. He would and, not leave uh, no matter what you said. What's that? Would not leave no matter what you said. Yeah, that's true. A very real person. I, I, I guess. And in the end, I, after years of knowing him, he even kind of like, I was like, oh, Kurt, all right, now he knows where I'm coming from. And I can be blunt with this guy when he's around and interview him and see why he is the way he, 
He is. He still contacts me. He just contacted me a couple months ago or a month ago or so. A shaggy ran into him in New York. He was like, oh, you want to know Bob? Here's his phone number. And he gave the shaggy his doctor, my <laughs> phone number. Uh, and uh, he started texting me saying, I want to go into business with you. you we, uh, if you just let me, I forget. And I said, dude, if you think I would ever go into business with you, you are on, you are on Mars. And, oh, and he got all offended. But uh, yeah, the cockroach, very interesting choice. I thought you were going to say Roman the fart smeller. Well, also, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah, I would like to talk. I would like to talk about him as well. I, I don't, he was, he was a very interesting character. Obviously, he suffered from serious, from serious psychological issues. But, yep. um, I, as I understood it, he lived with his mother, and he would come down, and yep. he would do the fart smelling or uh, yep, something, the, something about licking people's feet. And yeah, I, face I sitting for else. peace. Face sitting for peace. Uh, I was just recently <laughs> looking through some of my favorite. Uh, uh, signs that he ever wrote. And uh, my favorite was when he uh, had a sign that said, do girls fart with a question mark. Uh, but he, he had all kinds of signs. He would come every uh, single uh, year. He'd show up at the park with new signs and to sexually gratify his fetishes. <laughs> I'm wondering with someone like that, because obviously he would have pretty vulgar signs. Was it, uh, do you think he liked the confrontation and that it seemed like women would be the most offended and some occasionally, I remember there's one particular video where a woman actually grabbed the sign out of his, uh, yeah, that happened quite a bit. Yeah. He was an antagonist, but he was, you know, he was a funny guy too. I, and that was, it wasn't, uh, and he seemed harmless. He was harmless. And, but yes, he was definitely like to, uh, push buttons and I, you know, he wanted fame and shock value was his, uh, he hoped was his key to that and it, it worked to some degree paris hilton uh liked his or whatever reposted one of his uh, signs and a few he's had a few celebrities like that repost stuff on twitter or whatever yeah i, I, I remember one conversation where he was saying that he was uh convinced that he was the second coming of christ or something the, like the, the one yeah yeah um and then I remember the uh, it's been so many years since I've seen some of these videos, but I, I remember he came back to the park to talk to you. Apparently you asked for an interview and his mother said you should come to him or he came to you. Anyway, yeah. you, guys were, you guys were in the park and uh, he said that he's not going to come anymore and he lives with his mother and he could have been yep. institutionalized, but he, he decided not to. And Yeah, um, he was. One thing I loved about Roman is he was down to earth and he would tell you the absolute truth. And that's all that mattered to me when I was out there. If I felt like I was getting too much of a show or a, uh, a lie or someone just trying to boast or whatever, but he was very honest and direct and eccentric in his own ways. And so that's why I loved having him around. But yeah, I interviewed him with his mother sitting there and he, and, uh, and I, and I really don't, I want the best for Roman. The last few times I've talked to him, I'm like, you know, if you ever need, just call me or, or send me an email and I'll tell you whatever and whatever. But uh... I, yeah, that actually made me think of one of the videos I was watching because I remember there was a, I guess his name was Jeremy and I guess he was an autistic. Mm -hmm. with a, I guess he like yep. hugs. Free hugs, Jeremy. Yes. But there was a video that uh, it was a guy, I guess, it, I guess it was probably patronizing, but it was a guy that basically saying, okay, I want to call your mother, blah, blah, blah. And make sure that you're. Mm -hmm. So oh, was, the, yeah, the, yeah, the, the free hugs Nazi. Nazi. Yeah. Yeah, 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 free hugs Nazi. I couldn't tell at the time that uh, maybe I thought this guy's just trying to be a dick or what have you, and maybe that's your view on it. But another part of me made me think that okay, maybe that he realizes like this guy has some sort of issues, needs some sort of uh, yeah. I mean, uh, all credit goes to Free Hugs Nazi. He 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 he. So Free Hugs Nazi runs this Free Hugs 
uh, thing at Union Square where he makes these signs and kids come up and he lets them have the signs. I think he rents out the signs sometimes or whatever. But I, he and the reason he gets called the free hug Nazi is because he walks around without a smile on his face and he and he's very particular about how the free hugs go down and he gets in arguments <laughs> with people all the time and tells people they can't do it and you can do it and all that. It was it was and I met him early on and he took this very seriously. Like he even put his logo in the corner of each sign and I can't even remember what it was. It was a little eye with a something. It was like, you know, social interaction media or something and just some complicated little logo in the corner of everywhere. And so to give him a hard time, since since he hated Jeremy, I went and had signs. I went and drew a better one and would Xerox and put it on cardboard or something with the, with his, with Nazi's <laughs> little logo in the corner. And I'd say, here, Jeremy, you can have a sign. This one you can take home. It's your sign. And, and I would do stuff to push these buttons because it was all funny to me at the park. And, and we really wanted Jeremy to improve. But when we saw that he was only getting worse, then we started to also discourage him from free hugging. Uh, but the free hugs Nazi still hates me. Okay. Oh, you know, one of the one of the funniest videos that I saw with you and him, um, with you and the the uh, the free hugs Nazi mm-hmm. was was when you were passing out the signs and telling people that that there was a, a bed bug epidemic, which is yeah, true. It a, is. There is a bed bug epidemic. Uh, that is true. There is. But that was so he was so angry and he just did not know what to do. That's the first time I ever really put some thought into a video that I was going to put on Amazing Strangers. Instead of just shooting random little things and then like, okay, you know, a a 30 second clip. This one, I was like, I planned this out. I printed up flyers and and and, you know, I was like, I'm going to hand these out today while they're free hugging. And that's all it took. That was was hilarious. Yeah. Absolutely hilarious. He was so angry, and I remember say, he asked you for like your whole, like, oh, I'll give, 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 give all of them to me. Yeah, he wanted them all. And yeah, they went uh, now, straight in the I'm, I'm, I'm assuming that the most of the listeners won't know any of these faces we're talking about. Are you going to be linking people up to the amazing strangers and some of these characters? Absolutely. absolutely. Okay. Yeah, I want, I want everybody. I want everybody, and we'll, we'll, we'll say it now and we'll say it at the very end. I want everybody to go to Amazing Strangers. Go ahead and do your plug, and then we'll do a plug at the end as well. Oh, I just wanted to make sure, uh, because uh, our our conversation does nothing to actually describe what these people were actually like and what actually went down at the park. I want them to see the videos. Uh, yeah, the Amazing Strangers on YouTube. Uh, and if that's, I think that's good enough if you type it into Amazing Strangers. And into youtube amazing uh, strangers or normal bob smith yeah well yeah it's normal bob smith's amazing strangers of union yeah. square is the one that will definitely get you there and i think you could probably type in free hugs nazi or crackhead tony or or uh jeremy free hugs uh or any of these names roman the fart smeller after any of these and get uh sucked into the web or the uh, <laughs> you can go down the rabbit's hole as they say yeah I, and i'll tell you when you first start watching the videos they they're like oh, okay this is somewhat interesting but slowly as you go through the videos it, it, i mean maybe this is just me but you get addicted to it and you're like curious it's almost like watching a little mini soap opera you're like curious what's going to happen with this character what's going to happen with that character you know what's going to happen today I, I i found it very addicting and i i, I watched a lot of them i watched all of them actually my, my hope when I put them up was that I was just showing the blunt honesty of what New York is through the through the clearest eye that I possibly can. That's all I wanted. Uh, 
I, because that's what I was want. That's what I thought was interesting, and I wanted to save it too for my for myself. Right. I I'm kind of dovetailing this. I'm, I'm kind of interested because uh, I, I I also binge watched a lot of them last night. But I'd seen one of them. Before. I remember I I distinctly remember watching one of them years ago. But I binge watched a lot of them last night, and probably the, one of the most interesting things I found with it is that. Uh, I would see something happen and then I wouldn't quite have my thoughts made out. And then the comments would have all sorts of different views on what happened. And I, I'm kind of wondering if you, if you ever thought, I mean, on one level you think that, okay, well, I'm a, I'm just into this, I'm into this mostly for the people watching. And it appears that uh, people also really like people watching and they like of that, you know, and I'm kind of wondering what, what exactly did you think about the commenters who, uh, uh, did you think, okay, well, they fully encapsulate all the views on this. It's, it's fascinating that they also get really into the minutia. And uh, I'm kind of wondering what... what, what uh, I have to be honest. I don't read many of the comments. Or if I do read them, I don't really put much credence or pay attention to them that much. Uh, and I purposely put the videos up without a lot of explanation sometimes, just so people can see it as I saw it. And... I've never been one of those. I, I found the more I admit shot videos, the less I wanted to narrate them and give explanations. Uh, and not, I, I realize I've always been irritated whenever my voice oversteps and I'm talking too much in a video and I'm like, okay, Bob, less of your own voice is better. And the more that I could shoot without getting involved was my goals. And I, uh, I felt that that was the best way to explain the situation and the, characters i didn't okay want to give details that i didn't know and i only knew the details at the park i'm not sure exactly but i'm not sure maybe i didn't know what you're asking no I, it's it's that it's also I'm, I'm just wondering and i guess this this just shows that you had some success at this but uh were you kind of amazed that so many people watching got into the new shit like okay, no oh i see was i amazed by people getting into it uh no but oh. They, they like you, maybe you consider the minutia of it kind of banal, and then you're like, oh, wait, a, a lot of people like this, This I, what I'm calling the minutia of just watching these people in kind of their daily lives. Maybe I wasn't that shocked because I, that's the way I feel about videos when I see them. I, I knew by what I was shooting that people were going to find their favorites and really get into them. I guess, no, it didn't shock me that much. I, I knew this was something people wanted to see, especially Street Life on New York and all that. Uh, and... Um, yeah, I think that's my answer to that question. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah. So you know the, the main one of the main characters that uh, that you see in the videos is Wendell. Um, yeah, and you call him Garbage Man or Garbage Can Man. Early on, like that. that's what he was called at the park, the Garbage Man or the Union. He Square. didn't seem to like that too much. <laughs> no, and and when uh, here I here I'll, I'll confess that uh, when I was first out there, I definitely had more of an attitude, and being at Union Square for as long as I was um, taught me lessons that I look back on. And there, I definitely wince at certain ways that I, uh, certain ways I express myself out there at the park. And really over time, they became less of an other and more of a, oh, I know these people from every day and had more empathy and, and, uh, and also wanting to, uh, and realizing it was just for a better video if I if I was um, not trying to interject my own uh, judgments, if that makes sense. It, it does uh, make sense. You know, it, yeah. it's, it's like you went from somebody watching animals at a zoo to actually interacting and, and, and seeing them as friends. Yeah, that, that's exactly right. That's exactly how it went. And I um, and uh, yeah, I agree. <laughs> right. Yeah. So so now I, I know I know that there was uh 
there was a, a problem with some guys that came up and confronted you. I saw that many, many years ago. I didn't, I didn't find the video just recently. So I'm, I'm like kind of going off my memory. Normal Bob uh, Smith exposed is what it's called. Just so you know, normal Bob S Smith exposed. And, yes. and these guys apparently came in and they had some sort of, uh, Oh, some counselor or some woman that, that, you know, yeah. I don't, well, you can explain better than I can. Uh, I mean, basically it was a group who uh, were friends or, or acquaintances of Tony and Tony had given them his side of the story and they took that for what it was worth and came to me to say, why are you such an a-hole at this park exposing the people who are drug, drug addicts and, and homeless people without knowing who I was, without knowing anything about me? And I knew the mistake they were making I, and they were trying to humiliate me. They, several of them, they were guys standing over me while I sat on the steps of the park with cameras and filmed me and said, what are all these people thinking you must do to get people like us filming you or whatever. And, and telling me that they were going to kick my ass if I didn't take Tony's videos down. And I still claim to this day that Tony's, the Tony videos are self-defense. You watch those videos and they are self-defense. <laughs> but uh, and, they, and they came and wanted to run me out of the park. Um, and I had my camera rolling at this. I filmed it from beginning to end and just posted it as is and let people say what they wanted in the comments. It was, it was actually kind of a, a moment for me deciding to get the guts to put that video up. No edits straight through. Here's what happened when this happened to me. And, uh, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm glad you stood your ground. I'm glad you stood your ground because it was important. Guys... I felt that was right. And I've, I've always been ready for, at union for something like that to happen. I saw what was happening at that park. I was like, you know, people are going to start looking at me as this guy who's exploiting them. And that rumor is going to be easily believed by everybody. And I'm being as fair as I can. And this is going to happen. I could just see it coming down the path, you know, and uh, I was ready. I was like, what am I going to do? Shaggy would look at me. What are you going to do, Bob? When this happens, what are you going to do? Are you going to run? And, and I was like, I, I think I can stand up for myself. I'm a, I'm a grown man now. I'm not a little boy. And I, and I, and I, I, I can explain what I'm doing and I can explain it proudly. I'm, I'm not embarrassed by what I do. And that's number one reason why I won't run. I suppose if something like that happens. Yeah, I guess there's also the factor that uh, I guess if somebody tries to beat you up, I imagine that that, that would get broken up very quickly. <laughs> it's hard. I didn't really. Hmm. I mean, but you still don't want to get beat up. Um, right. And there I will admit that there have been a couple times when uh, it got to that level uh, when I was having, you know, being swung around by my collar by someone and, and they oh, were yeah. saying, take this video off the Internet and all that. And uh, and I stood my ground and then shaggy would call me and he'd say bob we're never going to be able to sit at this park again if we don't take that down i was like it's not worth it let's take this video down uh i've had a, i've had a handful of those and I've, I've actually written about them on my blog and have the videos posted to only be seen on the blog uh and uh so uh, it's you know yeah. it's interesting that he brought that up because i that was while you were speaking about the the, the guys that confronted you that was my next question that was kind of on my mind and you can you can elaborate or you can not elaborate, whichever one mm -hmm. you're comfortable with, because I don't want to put you on the spot. Oh, I'm good at elaborating. Continue. Okay. Okay. So, so uh, I can't think of what his name is. Um, it, it was a black guy and his friends, and right. they were they would go into the park and they did like kind of like gymnastics. Yeah, that like was a, flips. That's the story yeah. I'm talking about. Yep. And, yeah. And, 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 and you stole my camera video. Right. And and so he he came in and uh, apparently him and his friends beat somebody up or had a confrontation with someone. 
and uh, you, well, you, you can go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, I mean, um, let's see. Uh, basically, I was at the park filming something else, and then all of a sudden there was shouting happen over where Flips and his group were performing, where they were doing a gymnastics dance, and they had hundreds of people surrounding them making a big circle while he did these tricks, you know, did backflips and jumped over, you know, eight people lined up in a row or whatever. And it was the interruption was this big guy, this big white guy, middle-aged white guy came in and started saying, you, this man stole my camera, interrupted Flips' whole show and said, this man has stolen my camera. I let them into my house and they left with a camera, a thousand dollars. And he brought the show to a complete stop. And here I am filming it. I'm standing there, the cameraman filming this whole thing. And even in my head, I'm thinking, oh Lord, this is not this I'm filming real drama here and this is, what do I do? And then after it was done, both of them flips came up to me and said, don't, I don't want to see that video on the internet. And the other guy came up and he said, that guy stole my camera. If you want to give me your phone number, I'll tell you all about it. And I'm going to, I think I'm going to call the news about it and all that. And, and I was like, I don't want to be part of this. Oh God. <laughs> and, and I've, I've always just been, I'm very stubborn and it was the same thing that made me put Jesus dress up online and say, I don't give a fuck. It was the same thing that made me draw Muhammad. It was the same thing that made me dress up as Satan and walk the streets. It's the same thing that made me hand out God as fake flyers to strangers in Arizona. And I was like, I'm not going to back down from the threat of violence. I'm not going to back down from somebody just saying you can't do this or I'm going to kick your ass. And so I posted the video and I kept it up. And a month went by and nothing happened. I was like, hey, maybe he flips saw it. He doesn't care. And then one day, Shaggy and I are sitting there and Shaggy goes, quick, Bob, here they come turn on your camera. And I turned on my camera and Flips and his gang come walking up and they were extremely hostile. They said, they, he was like, why'd you do that? Why did you do that? I've never had a problem with you before. And now you're going to go and do this. And, and uh, he grabbed my collar, he kicked Shaggy in the ribs. Oh, um, it was uh, serious. And when, we left. It's all on video. You can watch the video. Um, I can, I'll give you the link later. Uh, on my blog, I think the blog is called um, uh, uh, Exposing uh, Normal Bob. Oh, I can't remember. I'll, I'll have to send you a link. But anyways, uh, and then we came back to the park. Shaggy, I was too scared to come to the park. I was like, I was just, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. I knew they would kick my, I knew I would get my ass kicked. Well, yeah, although I knew I knew what I'd done. I'd I'd, frankly, I'd put a video online calling these people a thief to their face and then coming and sitting at the park. And these are not these are these are rough people. These are people who are on the streets all the time. And and I am not. I am a I am a, you know, wimpy artist. (laughs) And so uh, (laughs) and they came up to what basically what happened was Shaggy called me and said, I just went to Union. He said, you got to take that video down. I just went to Union Square after all this had happened. And I just stood next to the security guard who we knew, the park ranger, actually, and just talked to him just about it, whatever, just paid, just didn't mention anything about it. And then the second the park ranger left, Shaggy sat down on the steps and Flips came over and knelt down right behind him so that Shaggy was sitting in between his knees while he while Flips squatted and said, I'm going to and said over his shoulder right into his ear and said, I'm going to be here every single day until that video is down. And uh, Shaggy called me and said, we got to take that video down, went to the park. I took the video down and went to the park the next day and I saw Flips there and he came walking up and I handed and I, I handed my camera to Shaggy and 
and Flips came over and said, I want to have a talk with you. And I said, sure. And I got up and I stood several feet away from them. And I, and he said, uh, do you know why I wouldn't give that guy back his camera? No, you didn't even ask me why. And he goes, I'm going to tell you, he's the stupid one who let us into their house and uh, told me he was going to get sign me, get, get me signed. And he never did that. So I'm going to return his camera after that. And I, and I said, flips, I want no part of it. We'll leave it at that. Uh, you know, say la vie. And he was, and he walked away and, and was looking over his shoulder with a big frown on his face at me. And, and that was the last that happened with flips. That was my last dialogue with him. Good. And, uh, and I wrote all about it on my blog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, unfortunately, I didn't read the blog, but I'm, I'm definitely interested, and I'm definitely interested in watching those uh, those video clips of what happened because I, I didn't realize that you'd. St I didn't know if you'd erase them or or what uh, the case was. I will send you a link when this is all done, and you can uh, post it. Absolutely, absolutely, I, I absolutely love that. Love that. Um, so now, uh, so you, you I know you left the park for a while. Was now? Did you? How long after that did you leave? Like to go with your parents and. Uh, how long after I, I, I basically, when I moved from New York in 2000 and when was it? Oh my goodness. 2016 is when I finally left. And I came here because my parents had been inviting me and I've been coming here more and more because New York was stressing me out and I wasn't able to do any art there. And when I came here, it was so peaceful and I needed the getaway and finally, I just decided I was going to move here and I, I was done with New York. I just had had enough. And uh, and that and I've been here ever since I've been here for the last what is it? Six years. Yeah, about six years now this fall. So you have no plans on, on ever returning? Uh, I know I was actually going to go back just recently, but uh, I, I'm having trouble getting a place to stay out there. I have a couple of friends, but they have family. I am planning on going back and visiting, um, but I'm not sure when yet. It might not be till next year. Uh, I don't plan on moving back to New York, if that's what you're asking. Yes. But I, I have been back a few times since I've moved and visited the park and stayed for a couple of weeks once and then, a, and then a month after that and did a lot of catch up in 2018 with people. But uh, no, I don't, see, I don't see it as even being possible for me to move back. It's just so expensive and the life has changed so much there. I don't even know if it's worth it. I'm wondering every time, uh, I guess you, you hadn't been back in 2018, I believe that's the last time you posted videos from there, or maybe it would yeah. just before the pandemic. Okay. I, I'm wondering if, uh, do you feel like, uh, almost when you go back there, obviously I'm sure you feel an obligation to go back there and go talk to those people. Cause I imagine they were your friends. Do you feel an obligation to go record more stuff or to. Oh, if I, I've been told by Shaggy who still lives there and, and is around that it's just not, no, he sees none of those people ever. Uh, who were at the park that a lot has changed and the pandemic changed a lot a lot of people just stopped showing up at the pen when the pandemic hit um, and a lot never returned and I feel like I did my time there it just feels to the core of my like there's no further story to tell in my mind it's like I, I get it you know and I've I've done all the street recording that I need right now uh, and I've been enjoying kind of this I've been enjoying what I'm doing right now. And that's just uh, pr promoting my art and getting my art out there and, and around coffee shops and stores around here and selling my magnets and uh, driving around, finding stores to sell stuff at. It's, it's, it's 
charming and I need, and I, and I, you know, whatever, it's let me slow down a little bit. And right. I, yeah. And my, and I've slowed down I'm 53 now. When I first went out there, I was just, uh, turning, uh, whatever, 30, what is it? 33 or whatever. And, uh, yeah. If, uh, I, I guess I'm wondering, cause you, you referenced, uh, going, I guess, living in LA for a bit and also kind of meeting, uh, eccentrics, maybe, uh, maybe, uh, similar to the people you met in the park. Do you ever feel like maybe like, uh, you could have done this. There's other areas you could have done this with, and you could have had just as much success or gotten as, just as much stuff uh, at other times in your life. Like, because you referenced LA, and I'm wondering if there was another area where you thought to, okay, I, I totally could have done, maybe maybe just looking back in hindsight, oh, I totally could have done what I did in the park uh, in New York. I could have done it here. Nope, nope. I've, I've always felt like this is the only place I've ever could have done this. And I almost feel, I almost want to say this, I was, it was just this moment of time that it could be. Um, if I, if I could have lived in New York back in the eighties or the nineties and done, I would have loved to have done that and film all that or, or be part of that. But I, but I, I feel lucky that I got what I did and I got exactly what I set out to do and it did for me what I wanted it to do. And I got, I, I took away from it what I hoped and I, and I, yeah, I feel very satisfied with how it went. Uh, and I don't feel like I need more of it. I suppose. Well, that's that's definitely the that's definitely the Is, way to end it. I'm wondering, and and, and, and quite for, uh, just for, just quickly, I just looked it up. Uh, the name of that blog on normalbob.com is Trials of the Exposer. That's if you search that, it will bring up the blog that I discussed with the videos uh, embedded into it. Trials of the Exposer. Yeah. I'm, I'm wondering really quickly, uh, as far as kind of getting that out of your system, or feeling like you don't really have an urge to it. I'm, I'm wondering, is as kind of the people uh, watching drive uh, died down as you as well? You're like, oh, I don't care as much about this, doing stuff like that. Huh? Uh, t- t- uh, doing stuff like what again? You mean like, like hanging... just people watching, like uh, just just looking at? I miss movies. people watching. Uh, I really still do enjoy people watching. I went to the Grand Rapids Mall the other day with my girlfriend, and we just sit there and people watch while we, you know, drink a coke or whatever. And I I've been realizing I there, but there is no place like Union Square to actually sit and people watch. And I I I. I challenge anyone to find a place that's that colorful and interesting and uh, um, people watching. I still would like to do it some, but man, it was, it really got me when I had the strength to endure it. And I don't know if I want to go because it, it really started to play a psychological game on me Uh, and uh, hanging around people who are just without boundaries uh, and I don't know, being so close to them for so long, it, it started to, I needed to change my surroundings. It was starting to become very serious. Like I I could see myself just kind of mentally losing my self-esteem and who I was and feeling, um, what am I doing here? Kind of life and hard to explain. I'm wondering. Uh, I'm kind of interested in this because you said, I guess you loved, you love when people are honest and uh, I guess this isn't quite being honest, but uh, was a part of you like, okay, well, I'll, I, I like people to have some sort of boundaries. I like them to conceal stuff and maybe I don't like to see people quite as eccentric. Was there almost like a part of you that thought that like, okay, I, I guess uh, that part of me is kind of dying or that part of me is mm, kind of- No, I still love eccentric people. More eccentric, the better. I, I want more of that. I, um, I think, you know what, in the end, it was my safety. I look back and it started to feel like a grit, a dirtier, this, the job just started to get more creepy. I wanted, I was going in one way of wanting to interview people and get, get just neat interviews with 
people who I found really interesting and dynamic, but there was a danger starting to come to the park of, of, and, and not people, not just people who didn't, maybe didn't like me and wanted me gone, but, um, like just other things there were, you know, there were, there were serious like crimes and stuff that had happened at that park. Uh, and, uh, I was seeing myself as becoming more of a, popular per like whatever people were coming to the park to come see me and that making me a target maybe and it and that was also losing the charm in the videos um i started to notice people were coming to stare in the lens and smile and you know i want to be in a video too like, and yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah it loses its after a while it, it's more of a performance yeah so. and then the fascination starts to die you're like oh now these people are performing for the camera and there's a right. and it genuinely makes me feel like okay this project is probably done i got I got as honest of a view of this as I could for the time it was on, and I and I, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, you you wanted you wanted to film the eccentric people, but but sincere eccentrics, not 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 people that were putting on yeah. an act. And that in combination with me losing interest and feeling like I'd overdone it anyhow. Yeah, uh, I, I guess it was interesting, kind of kind of kind of working back what I meant with the comments, because part of me I was interested in that, like. Uh, I guess one, you're getting some sort of satisfaction, like because people are also watching this. But I guess that wasn't a big deal. But uh, I was also wondering, kind of like, when people actually were people watching with you, like actually would show up and be like, "Oh, this is what we're watching," and you, you like that just that just killed like the authenticity or kind of the vibe of what was going on. And yeah, I, I think it, it did bother me that people were. Um, it bothers me when I'm filming something and all people can express in the comments or, or the feedback is just hate and making fun of, uh, when that's not even what I meant. Um, and, um, people maybe taking it wrong, but in the end, I expected that, uh, my, my view of what people thought of it publicly, you know, or in the comments of the viewers, I wasn't that concerned about me. I meant more so just kind of like the people that, uh, obviously they're, they're people, they, they, they're kind of people watching with you through YouTube, but the, I guess the people who, I guess, watched it on YouTube and then started actually showing up there, did that, was there ever? Uh, yeah, well, yeah, that was, that had, that was interesting for a moment, starting to get people showing up and stuff. Uh, but then it started to, yeah, it definitely got to a point where there were times you'd be sitting there and suddenly you'd see people lining up on either side of you who were fans and, and Shaggy and I would be like, let's get the F out of here. This is more than I, you know, this is not interesting or whatever. And, um, yeah, that started to get annoying too. You know, uh, it did happen. It did happen. That's not officially why I left, though, because I there's all, we could always walk away from those people and be rude to them or tell them to stop hanging around, and they wouldn't. But uh, right. yeah, it did take some of it out. So it, what is what is uh, what is the what is in the future of, of Bob Smith? Oh, I guess well, right now, if uh, if you go by what my actions show, it is me hoping to get as much of my art out there as possible. I'm really enjoying just sitting and getting back into pen and ink and doing digital portraits and hanging them up around town and, and making my money off of selling Jesus dress up. I, I just went to Grand Rapids yesterday and was able to find a store who just flipped when they saw my magnets and uh, I'm hoping they want to have them in their store. And uh, I've got them still across the United States and stores, Jesus dress up. You can uh, find them online and, uh, uh, and then just seeing what comes next. It's been strange here. I've had my time taken up with my 90 year old parents and my dad had a stroke, uh, last year and, uh, it's taken up a lot of my time and kind of taken a lot of things off the table for the moment of where can I, you know, am I going to move somewhere else? Or I feel kind of an obligation to 
and a, and a want to stay here at the lake and help my folks out while they're at this period in their life, uh, which limits me as well, but doesn't limit me in regards to what I want to do art wise. Right. Right. Brighter later, do you have another dream Christians? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Brighter later, did you have a? Uh, yeah, I. Other... Yeah, I had a kind of one last uh, uh, substitute question I wanted to ask you. So, I mean, it, it seemed like you were kind of one of the first people to do it. I don't. I guess you started in two thousand six. The the I guess the I think the uh, the oldest video I watched of you was was from like two thousand eight, and it seemed like that was what you were your most popular or, or somewhere around that area, somewhere around that the, time. The, the, one of the first people to shoot videos like that. You mean? Yeah. The Gonzo uh, document document well, I mean, I mean, the Gonzo but, filmmaking, but is that what you mean? I meant post on YouTube, obviously, kind of the Gonzo stuff. Has been yeah, around. I I was the first to you know when you when you when YouTube opened when it put it and was announced itself. I was like, this is the avenue for what I plan to do, and immediately got an account and started uh, posting videos. And I've had two accounts deleted until I really learned, okay, I can't cross this line. I can't cross this line. And, uh, and I think it was 2012 when it's the permanent okay. one it's got now. Gotcha. I, I'm wondering, cause you feel like that you were, cause I see a lot of these and I've, I've watched a couple of them and usually it's kind of showing the grittiness of people. Like one in particular is called soft wet underbelly. I don't know if you've ever seen something like that, but, uh, or heard of that channel, but, uh, there, there's, I, but I, I'm fascinated by those videos. I've, I've gone to that particular site. I don't know if I've heard of that. I'll have to look it up, but, uh, yeah. yeah. I'm just wondering, do you feel like in a new way, like you kind of, uh, not to stroke your ego, that you were kind of like one of the first foray to kind of this gonzo, just showing the grittiness of people and doing it that way? Do you feel like you were kind of like... Maybe, I don't know. I mean, I was inspired by other people or other docu documentaries that did similar things, but they were, uh, I'm trying to think of uh, exactly what the documentaries would be, but maybe, uh, sure, why not? Yeah, I, I feel like one of the forebears of this uh, genre. Uh, yeah, like, <laughs> but it would have, I would have happened whether I was there or not, I believe, you know, maybe, uh, maybe, maybe, but you did an excellent job. You, you, you really brought, you, you, you brought the feel of what it was like to be there. I appreciate that. I'd like to think there was something special. I, I, I find myself watching the videos and constantly in the videos, I'm asking what makes these so special? Why do you like these? And, and it's hard when, you know, I'm just, all I have is my own eyes to look through the world at and it just seemed like this is what the videos are and you know what's so special about them i'm just shooting what my life is like here at the park but uh, i get it. It, it now that i've been living here in whitehall for so long i realize wow i could see how looking at videos of union square like that would fascinate people who are just living in a totally uh i don't know uh filtered gray world of <laughs> nothing going on and they're bored and suddenly they see this going on at the park uh I understand why people took to them and I appreciate that they like them. So, I, have to, I have to be honest with you. I, I've lived in both worlds. I've lived in, in, in the type of world that you lived in and I've lived in the, in the suburbs and the, and the, and the, as you say, the filtered gray world. <laughs> and, and, you know, the, the world that you lived in in New York was nice uh, while it lasted. But I, I think that especially at my age and I, I would imagine your age, we're, we're almost the same age. Yeah, uh, that it's it, it, you know the the suburbs and and, and uh, it's, it's nice. You know what I mean. <laughs> I, I I must say I still don't like going to the suburbs. I, I I'm ha I'm happy that I kind of live out here in the woods, but uh, I I don't like it when things are too boring, when things are too slow. Luckily, I'm able to entertain myself uh, with art and pushing the buttons when I don't feel enough people are pushing them. Uh, I've been able to keep myself entertained doing that out here and uh, this 
Baptist Bible Belt where I'm at keeps me entertained. <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, I'm too old for it now. I don't have any interest in diving and living on the streets like I was. You and me both. I, I couldn't yeah. couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. If actually, I thought of one. There's one other uh, kind of question I would ask. This one's a short one. Sure. I, this, so I, I, I've lived in Chicago for a little bit. I was actually born in Chicago, but uh, mm-hmm. in my late teens, early 20s, I spent a, a decent amount of time in uh, Chicago. But I remember when I was 20, I was walking around Chicago and I had kind of a scraggly beard and I was wearing all black. So it maybe perhaps people could think that I looked disheveled because that obviously conceals a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, a guy, I, I was walking, uh, it was close to Trump Tower and I was walking and then we were on a stairwell and he starts screaming at me and he's like, you blah, blah, blah. What the fuck are you doing here? And then... With 15, I just ran away. It was like 10, 15 seconds. And the whole uh-huh. time that uh, he probably. What was, year was this out of curiosity? Uh, I I don't want to say because people. Uh, oh, okay. Okay. Sorry. But uh, um, I, I remember yeah, just. 80s that, or 90s or 2000s? 2000s. Okay. Okay. The, the guy, uh, I remember, was, uh, I was thinking to myself that he thought, maybe thought it was a homeless person. He, and maybe he kind of demarcated that area as his. And watching your videos, I kind of thought that maybe it was just like he didn't like me for whatever reason and wanted to kick me out, kind of like this guy did. I don't know. <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, who knows what's going on in the hearts of men? <laughs> yeah, I guess. Right. A <laughs> my... well, co- combination of, uh, of uh, drug addiction and uh, psychological issues that uh, feed off of each other. It makes it difficult to know what their, what their motivation is, I think. I guess my whole life I've kind of been wondering what happened there. I guess I was wondering if maybe you had the insight, but I guess it was the same as CA where he's like, you're, you're asking if I knew what, who that guy no, was. I'm, I'm wondering if he, that. No, I, I guess I'm more so wondering like with people watching people like signs where you just seemingly just want to kick people out. I'm wondering maybe that's a phenomenon that goes on in some of these people, but oh, I guess yeah, I mean, you don't know when you're, when you're at the bottom, you take whatever power you can get. And I think it's as simple as that in a way. Uh, I, that's a, you know, you, you, there's a certain kind of, a. uh, defense mechanism that you have to do to a certain way you have to live to survive on the streets like that. Or, you know, if you're all, if you're always on, you know, out there in the city and all that, you, but, uh, yeah, it does. It, it didn't surprise me. I, that people behaved this way after living the life that they live, uh, I guess is my answer to that. Okay. So <laughs> I think, I think we, I think we should probably wrap it up at this point. All right. Um, I, 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 you, you know, did you have anything further you'd like to add or anything that you, oh, you that about covers it for me? I really pre- appreciate this. I'd love it. If people got into the videos, go see the amazing strangers of union square, uh, on YouTube, or, uh, just come to my website at normalbob.com and I'll keep you up to date with what's been happening. Uh, it's, it's about a monthly update, uh, how slow things have gotten over here. And just in case I forget, please send me that link. Uh, all right, we'll do. Really appreciate it. It's been a pleasure talking to you. I've been I've been watching your video for ye- videos for years, uh, for for probably over you know a decade, and uh, and so to, to finally talk to someone who you know I almost feel like I know you because I I mean obviously I, you know it's, it's like it's like the celebrity thing where you you almost feel like you know the person. Because, I got gotcha. you, but because you've never met the person, but you you've had so much you've seen so much of their lives. Um, yep. One of the most common comments I get is when I talk to somebody or finally meet them, they're like, I feel like I know you from those videos. Yep. I get right. that. All right. So normal, normal, uh, I'm sorry, say your website again for uh, normalbob.com. And, and amazing strangers on, on YouTube. And I'm telling you folks, watch it a little bit. Uh, even if you don't get into it, the first video or two, watch it just a little bit and you'll become addicted and you'll become addicted to the characters in the videos and you'll, it'll be, you know, you'll, you'll binge watch it guaranteed. 
So without further ado, um, I appreciate it. And uh, I want you to have a great weekend. And uh, I, I really, really appreciate the interview. Uh, thank you very much. I'm going to go take my dog on a walk. Okay, sir. Take care. All right. Bye. Thanks.